Hi, Ali Clark with you. Eddie Bannon here too. Hello, it's Shane Lowe as well. Uh, do we have any other room in the podcast except for Sally from Grange who <laughs> rang us? She was great. She told us what happened to her, the worst thing that happened on school holidays. What a ripper. <laughs> <laughs> we also had some, well, a leaked voicemail from Kim Kardashian mm. that everybody's talking about as well. Now, have a listen and see if you think it's the real Kim Kardashian. I'm still unsure. Yeah, well, and also have a listen to it and see if you care. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's going, oh, she's so fake and she's not. This was 12 years ago and we don't know the other side of the story. You know we're supposed to be promoting this podcast. Oh, no, I am. I am. I'm just more promoting the whole idea that I hate people having a crack when you don't know the full story. We also had Colin Fastnage from uh, Kitchen Nightmares. He was great. From Dublin, I believe. Yeah, you two. You bonded. Couldn't understand the word. Mate, when you two started talking about (laughs) what were some of the places? Tala, Tala. Kulak, Rathmines, Ranala. Bless you. (laughs) Portobello. Enjoy the podcast, please. This <laughs> morning, want to ask you what went wrong on the school holidays. Now, the reason we got to this well is because of a story that Ali shared uh, earlier this week. I had repeatedly gone to my husband and said, look, the kids really, really keen to go to bounce with their mates. They're doing it as an OSH activity, which is the after-hour school care thing, and their friends are going to be there. Can I leave it up to you? Can you book the kids into OSH on Monday? And he says, yeah, Dal, no worries, I've got this. Followed up three days out. Don't forget, have you done that? Oh, no, I haven't done it, but I'll do it today. Followed up again, 24 <laughs> hours later. Four times I went to him. And he said, yeah, 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 no, I've got this. No, 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 no. I get a text yesterday, massive parenting fail, I'll let Madzy and Sam tell you at pickup. He took us to the wrong bounds. <laughs> <laughs> so picture him. Oh, they were sitting in the car outside the completely wrong bounce place, <laughs> and the kids are going, "Well, where are all the friends? Where's the bus?" And he goes, "I don't know what's happening." And then, so then he makes them go in there, and they just sort of jump up and down <laughs> on the trampoline by themselves. Yeah, it did take him about five minutes of. Uh, going up and down on trampolines before I saw them smile. <laughs> Next time I ask you to do something, will you do it? I can't promise that, <laughs> Yeah, fail. Yeah, completely. And with only four sleeps to go until the lull cherubs go back to school. Uh, come on, 8300-1023. Have you had any school holiday fails as good as that one, I bet you do. I bet you you got better ones. We've got those Harvest Rock tickets up for grabs so you can go along to see Crowded House and Tones and I and all the rest of it. Hey, Bex from Kilburn. Hey, you Beck. Hi, how you going, guys? Good. What's your school holiday fail this time around? Oh, well, my little fella, he hurt his foot the day, the last day of term. So he's had x-rays. They're inconclusive. He's been sitting around in a wheelchair doing zoomies around the house, ran over the dog's foot, banged into walls. I went, I can't deal with this. I've gone to work for extra hours and left him with his poppy. <laughs> poppy can deal with it. <laughs> Mum's out of there. <laughs> and do you know the worst, Beck, is when they go scooting on, it might be a scooter or they might have thought, yeah, we'll go on a chair or whatever it is. It's when they dent the fridge. That's the oh. bit that really gets me. Or the little chip off of the wall, yes. like the corner of the wall. Yes. Just a tiny chip. Oh, well, a massive <laughs> shout out to Bex Poppy at Kilburn because you've just outed yourself that you've um, done it on purpose. I hope um, I hope his foot gets back up and running very, very soon, as does he. Thanks, guys. <laughs> See ya. What's gone wrong during the school holidays? When Mazzy heard that from our newsroom, she came running in. Maz, what happened just yesterday for you? Oh, so Trinity's been using the craft scissors uh, to, Uh-oh. you know, tune in her fine motor skills, and she's decided to give her brother a haircut at the same time. Oh. How short. Oh, he's looking like Frytuck, so... I mean, <laughs> <laughs>
just leave it at that. Oh, my gosh. I love it. Thank you. Let's go to Grange now. Sally, come on. We're four sleeps until the kids go back to school. What's happened to you? Um, so we lived remotely at the time and we left for WA, which had been planning for about four years to go over and visit my sister. Um, got up in the morning. So we'd had the statewide blackout the night before. Oh, yeah, a couple of years ago, yeah. Didn't, yep, didn't know that it was a statewide blackout. We just thought being remote that they were just, we were the last ones to get reconnected. Um, got in the car in the morning, woke my husband up, got to Port Augusta, and he's like, there's no lights on anywhere. So we got stuck in Port Augusta for about four hours, which sucks with kids, especially when the McDonald's there isn't fantastic. Um, so... The child didn't want to go to that McDonald's. He wanted a different McDonald's, which, you know, okay, yeah, good job, mate. Doesn't help. <laughs> so then we've sat there. We had, like, because over in Western Australia, they don't get salami. So we had, like, four of the meter-long salami sticks in the car to take to my, like, family. And my husband was like, I can't smell this anymore. Like, I need to eat it. So he got out this plastic knife that he found, like, from McDonald's in the centre console, makes himself a sandwich. And he's like, do you know what? We'll just go to the pub then we'll, like, have a drink of Coke or something and we'll keep going. Get to the pub. The pub was closed, so he was devastated. So then we couldn't get petrol anywhere, so we were like, what do we do? So we ended up, like, just finding random little farms that had petrol and paying, like, them to give us their petrol so we could get 300 kilometres further away from home. And then we got a phone call to say our house had flooded. Um, so we decided that instead of going home to our flooded house, we would just continue with our holiday and we would just deal with it when we got home. And then we were driving home and we come from Esperance and we said to the bloke at the caravan park, do we have to go all the way back up to Norseman or can we cut across? He's like, no, you can cut across. You'll be fine. Blew a tyre in 36-degree heat. My poor husband had to, like, unload the wagon to get the tyre out, change the tyre. Then we got to Kyan Cutter and we blew the trans. Oh. <laughs> so we got stuck in Kyan Cutter for three days. Wow. Sally, I'll tell you what, right about now, Mazzy's little fry tuck son is looking like an absolute pearl. <laughs> well, then, all our family was like, oh, you know, because you had such a bad experience last time. We didn't think it was that bad. We still had a holiday. Um, they were like, oh, because it was so bad over Christmas, we're going to give you some money so you can all go on a road trip and go do the Great Ocean Road. And we got three days into that and we got a phone call saying our house is flooding again, so we had to come home. This is Sal. Where are you? Is your house under a waterfall? What is so going we, on? we lived, like, out, like, between Thompson Beach and Port Wakefield, so yeah, all the yeah, rivers yeah. had, like, burst all their yeah. banks at the time. <laughs> and we were just like, do you know what, like... Well, What's the point in even going home? The house is flooded. It's going to be flooded when we get home anyway. Sally, so. no joke. Katrina Roundtree has nothing on you, girl. You need your own show. Thank you so much for calling. 8300-1023. Katie has called from Burnside. What happened to you, Katie? Morning, guys. Hey, um, yeah, so I got, I booked accommodation and uh, flights and everything for my family to go to Perth. Yeah. Um, just the first week of the school holidays and uh it honestly was a splurge for me so i thought let's just do it let's go um we get over there and we are so excited to finally put our bags down kick our shoes off and we realize that i've booked accommodation in perth scotland in scotland <laughs> perth scotland <laughs> i don't know how i did it i must have been half asleep or something i don't know but <laughs> were you kind of surprised that on the pictures there were so many, I don't know, kilts and fireplaces yeah. and things like that? Yeah. I was like, wow, Perth is so different.
different to Adelaide. I just didn't give it any. <laughs> <laughs> what a ripper, Katie. Thank you for calling. 8300-1023. Richard's at Price. Hey, you're Richard. All right, come on, what happened? Well, at the start of the holidays, my daughter started to complain of an upset stomach, Uh-oh. and my five-year-old son did too. Mm-hmm. That night, he projectile vomited all over the bedroom. <laughs> so I got to spend the night doing the washing and yeah. yep. tidying up and On cleaning him up. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Then my wife got it. She had it for nine days. <gasps> oh, so I've, no. I've spent most of the holidays Emptying spew buckets, oh, scrubbing toilets. <laughs> so have um, you got out of the house at all? I got to go to town because I had to fix my mother-in-law's fence and then found out she was sick too. So, <laughs> Richard, you've had the worst school holidays ever. I'm so sorry, mate. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Thanks. Well, it's, I got to practice my... Housekeeping duties yes, and right. cooking and cleaning. Yeah, that's right. And the bathrooms never look cleaner, I bet. <laughs> that's right. Hey, Richard, thank you very much. Say hi to everybody in price for us, too. Will do. See thank you, you. Hey, I want to be famous. The Ali Clark Breakfast Show, E! News. Now, a voicemail of Kim Kardashian screaming at her ex-boyfriend, Ray J, uh, has been leaked. Now, a lot of people think it may secretly have come from Kanye. Now, you might have heard the name of Candace Owens. She's a right-wing author in the US and mm-hmm. very good friends with Kanye West. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, in her latest episode of her podcast, Candace claims that this audio just fell into her lap. <laughs> I know. Yeah. And she felt compelled to play it and expose Kim for being fake to her fans. Now... Uh, Candace thinks that Kim's been very rude to Ray J and his rumoured partner at the time, who's Whitney Houston, by the way. Oh. So this is from 12 years ago. 12 years ago. This is 12 years uh, old audio. Okay, so Ray J's thing, I'm confused, but sure. Yeah, yeah, I'm a little bit confused. It's as twelve well. years ago. Yep. Okay, so this is Kim Kardashian yep. twelve years ago, and this is supposed to prove to everybody that she's a bit of a, a, a ding dong. Yeah, she's not the nice person that she claims to be. Okay, have, have a listen. Ray, it's Kim. I just want you to know that I think you are so disgusting and desperate. You won't call me back. And actually, you know what? Don't call me back. Don't ever call me back. I never want to talk to you ever. Get the gist of that, don't we? Okay, yeah. so number one, she disses Whitney. Yep. Enough already. Yeah. All right, don't, nobody touches our Whitney. Oh, yeah. But number one, number two, you said that was yelling. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm going to have to rethink what I'm doing <laughs> with my children during school. Yeah. Yeah. But number three, we don't know the other side of the story. Like, that seemed quite, you yeah, know, he could have the, done anything to her. Apart I don't from know. the Whitney stuff, I've had worse phone calls this week. Yeah. <laughs> Something seems a bit sus about that voice, so I'm not really oh, you convinced don't think it's, it's her. her voice. I mean, yeah, anyone I can mean, do like a. Ray J, I'm re- you know anyone can really go into that. Can't no, 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 do, just, that again. do that again. Ray J, I am disgusted by how you and Whitney have been. You know, I mean anyone can just do that. Just stand up and turn around. I just want to check your bottom, <laughs> just to make sure you're not the real Kim Kardashian. Well, halfway there to tell you the truth. <laughs> All right, let's talk about this. But just one butt cheek is huge. <laughs> 
Celebrity gossip Instagram account is uh, look spilling the tea again, asking hotel workers to share the weird, outrageous room requests that stars are making before they check into the hotel. Excellent. Yep. I love, oh, love celebrity these? writers. I okay. love them. What? If, oh, what do they want? Okay, so A Rod, um, as in the as in uh, oh now. This isn't. I'm presuming this is the um, celebrity guy, not the tennis guy. Oh no! Diff- yeah, the, the first one. That's, okay. a, that's yeah, a, yeah. a Rod Lavery. You're thinking yeah. of. <laughs> he would always call, call and ask for cheese pizza, and he always would call me baby on the phone. Pitbull wanted twelve red solo cups, cutting ball with knives and limes. Those cups do hit differently, apparently. John Travolta also wanted no light in his room. It needed to be completely blackout. The blinds had to be duct taped, so it was 100 percent darkness. Yeah, that's fair enough. Weird one. Kevin Spacey uh, allegedly oh. always requested a uh. dog bowl, even though he didn't have a dog. <laughs> oh, come on! Now. Do you know? I, I, I love. <laughs> come on now! I love people who actually take take the the, the piddle out of this. Will yeah. Will, Will Farrell? Yeah. yeah. He demands um, in every place he goes a fake tree. Okay. Has to be there and an electric three wheel mobility scooter. <laughs> <laughs> what about you guys? Any uh, uh, requests that you have before you stay in the hotel? Are you joking? <laughs> yeah, a bed. Yeah, and I no one, no one to come with me. <laughs> I want diagonal on that bed. If you watched that Kitchen Nightmares Australia last night, you would essentially say that that was the sound of Colin Fastenage biting into of one of the burgers <laughs> that he was dished up. So this is, you know, Gordon Ramsay was doing this, going into restaurants and just giving it the whole heave-ho and actually trying to turn them around. And, yeah, Colin has that job for us right around this country. He's with us now. Good morning, mate. How are you? Do you get paid danger money to walk into some of these places and try their food? I actually think if this show goes to air next year, I'm going to ask for more money. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, but then, I mean, look, I wonder sometimes if people get suckered into restaurants and think it's actually easy. Because we go out for dinner and we go, oh, this looks glamorous and fun and how good would it be having a restaurant? They truly don't have an understanding of how hard it is to run one well. That's the biggest problem. People have this romantic idea about opening a restaurant, but it's actually one of the toughest gigs you can do. Mm. Most of them are open all day. Uh, there is no staff. It's hot. It's sweaty. You don't get paid a lot. And it's very low margins. And when it starts to go wrong, it's one of the worst places to be. I'll give you an idea. You've got, to say, a cafe. It's got, you know, one of those big menus with 50 things on it? Yeah. And there's no one in the joint, right? Ever. Mm-hmm. How long do you think those 50 things stay in the uh, in the fridge? <sighs> oh. Yeah, so essentially from now on, any restaurant I go to only has three things on the menu, right? <laughs> yeah, I just was in uh, your part of town, Adelaide, two days ago. I did uh, two dinners at the Lane Vineyard. Oh, how good's that? You know, when you've got quality restaurants like that, and then I've got to go to cafes and eat 10-day-old chicken, you know, <laughs> yin and yang. <laughs> but Colin, on that though, like the Lane is beautiful, but at the moment especially, people can't necessarily afford to do that. So then they look at their cafes. You've got to find a good local cafe and support them. That's the whole thing is you've got to support these people. But also, on the other hand, they've got to be giving you value for money. And it's called hospitality. A lot of these, if you're watching the show, they, hospitality is about being hospitable to people. And some people forget that. Mm. Well, the good news is we have our very own Irish food critic here with us in the studio in Eddie Bannon. Eddie, where did you grow up in Ireland? Well, I come from Coolock, uh, and I know you're from Tala, Colin, so... I actually went to uh, a catering college in Coolock. In Calabrua? No, no, I went to Calabrua. That's in the city. But before that, I went to a, ca- a year course in a catering college in Coolock. Oh, that's where you got your, your, your best re- uh, recipes then, was it? That's where you got oh. all your skills <laughs> on, the, on the north side. No. That, that's, where you, that's where I got my car robbed. <laughs> <laughs> so, look, were you in Thornton's? Were you in Thornton's in Portobello in 97? 
Yeah, that was his first restaurant. He got a Michelin star after yeah. six months, and, and there was four of us in there, and I was like the lowest. So do you know, <laughs> my, my wife from Adelaide, she came over to, to live with me in, in 97, and the first place I took her was Thornton's <gasps> in Portobello. There you go. So you, you, you must have had a bit of cash back then. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to make her think I did. <laughs> yeah. Hey, yeah. Colin, thank you so much. Look, I, I, but you do give it to these people right between the eyes, but I know you're doing the right thing for them, so it's just a delight excruciating at times to watch. Uh, cannot wait to see the next episode. Thanks so much, mate. Thanks, guys. Keep watching. Enjoy.